Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about fear and how we can use it when we are loving ourselves and how we can actually get through fearful experiences and love ourselves in a better way. All right, so before we jump into the podcast episode, let's um, thank our sponsor, Loveworkers LLC, which is the company that I run. Um, Loveworkers LLC is all about mental and health and um, loving yourself, so learning how to thrive and be the best version of you in this lifetime. Um, so I, on my website, I teach some online courses, so if you're interested in those, definitely check out the link. I'll leave the link in the description. Um, I do love yourself classes, but I also do twin flame coaching. I also do twin flame ascension courses, um, and I do bi-weekly meditations that are completely free to the public, so if that's something you're interested in, please join me there too. Um, and yeah, so so thank you, Love Workers LLC, for being able to allow me to get these beautiful messages out because um, I just feel like they are so powerful and with so much love. Um, so yeah, okay, so let's jump into the podcast episode. So what is fear? Like, what's the definition? Because I know we all have our own fears, right? And they're all unique to us. But what is fear and what it, how is it described in the dictionary? Well, it's something to be afraid of, something or someone, right, as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. So that's what fear is, right? Um, and I feel like most of us, we go through life trying to, like, avoid fearful things, right, trying to, like, stay away from it, um, or, like, really, like, using a scale of, like, if we're not going through fearful things, like, we're doing a great job, like, <laughs> we have a lot of success, which is the complete opposite, right, of the truth, but... I feel like we try to avoid the fear most of the time. Um, and really, if you've gone through life enough or you've gone through enough transformation in your lifetime, you can know that there's really no way to eliminate fear, right? Or fearful experiences. Like, that's part of the human experience. It's part of our life, right? That we go through. Like, you can't stop unwanted things from happening. That's just, that's the nature of this earthly game, right? But when you go through enough fearful things, you come to like realize that fear is kind of not our enemy, right? And that like it's not fear itself that's the problem because everybody goes through fearful things, right? But it's what you do when you're in the midst of a fearful experience or when you're having, you know, something that you're facing when you're fear is like how, what do you do? What are you doing with the fear? Are you allowing it to push you in the right directions, right? Or are you allowing it to like really um, keep you stuck, right? Keeping, are you allowing the fear to paralyze you or are you allow, allowing it to be the catalyst that it's meant to be going towards love, going towards, you know, all the different things, right? And I feel like, I feel like we hear that a lot. Like let's transmute fear into love, right? And I feel like for many years of my life, I was like, what the heck does that really even mean? Like, give me something tangible, people. Like, I don't really, like, tell me what that means. It's so broad, right? Like, how are we transmuting fear into love? And so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, because I think that love is like so many things for so many people that that's why it's hard to really 
like justify what that is, like how we're turning the fear into love. So it's not just really like one thing or another that someone can like give you on a platter and serve you and you they can say, this is it. This is the recipe, right? But it's in those moments when fear arises or a fearful circumstances upon you, it's how you conduct yourself, right? It's like what you do. Do you step into your courage and stand up and face things? Do you strengthen yourself and show your power and like real or build your power through that experience, right? Um, it's all those things, right? That's how you're transmuting it to love, right? Um, are you being kind to yourself, right? During those moments that it's scary as heck, right? Like you're going through something that you don't desire, right? Um, because really... And every single experience that we have, whether it's good or bad in life, right, is like a fabric, right, that we're, we're building the fabric of who we are. And essentially, like I like to think of it as like we're, we're building the fabric of our soul, right? We're weaving together. So every single experience is like a thread, right? Like one little thread. And then you have one thread coming in here. Then you meet another person and that's a thread. Every person leaves a piece of thread with you. Um, some leave lots of thread with you. Um, but it's weaving, every experience is weaving together like this perfect fabric of who you are in every moment, right? So taking from those fearful experiences, knowing that it's giving you like these major pieces of your fabric, like maybe some really strong threads to your fabric, right? And really looking at our fear in that beautiful way and like, really being able to turn the table on it and to not be so scared of the things that we fear, right? Um, because really, if you think about it, it's through that fearful experience or through that pain that you're going through, right, that you have the ability to build the most important and foundational aspects of who you really are, right? So I want us to think of like, okay, think of it like this, like, okay, so you know when a butterfly is in a cocoon, right? And it starts to like break through, break open the cocoon, right? So what would happen if one of us were to like, we see the, the butterfly awakening in the cocoon and we start to like just slice open the cocoon and just like open it up for the butterfly ourselves? What would happen? Well, essentially the butterfly wouldn't have the strength in its wings. It wouldn't build the inner strength to be actually to fly and to flap the wings. And so it would usually die is what happens. It's really sad. So Think of yourself as the butterfly, right? And the cocoon is that fearful experience. And it's an unwanted, like it's hard, right? It's hard to push through there. It's hard to get so like it, like it takes all the strength in you to get through that experience, that fearful thing, right? But when you do, when you come out of it, you're, you have the strength in your wings to fly, right? And that's what it's doing. It's your, so that you can fly in life with this amazing strength within you, right? This amazing, it builds who you are essentially, right? Um, so with that said, I want you to think back on all of your fearful moments, right? The moments where like they were just like really big fears for you. And obviously you lived through them. And I'll never forget one time I was, I was going through the thick of it and someone like that was really close to me. Like I remember being like, I just don't know how I'm gonna get through this. Like I just can't do this, right? And the, the my friend looked at me and was like, You're gonna get through it just like everyone else does. Like you're gonna wake up every morning and you're gonna figure it out because 
you're not dying, like you're not dead yet. And so you have to keep going no matter how you choose to keep going, whether you choose to lay on the ground and like be depressed about this or you choose to like rise above and try and choose to like find your strength in it. Like either way, you can do either one. Right. But like you're going to get you're you're going to like live and you're going to find tomorrow and the next moment and the next moment. Right. And I'll never forget that when that person said that to me and I was like, Oh yeah, like <laughs> like this isn't over now. Like we're, I'm I'm continuing, right? Um, so think back to all those really really hard, like fearful things that you didn't desire to go through, right? Moments, and think about how they were the catalysts for you, right? How how those were your transformations, you coming out of that cocoon, right? Um, and so I'm gonna go through a few of mine to show you, give you examples, right? So that you can kind of do the same with yours. It's easier, like sometimes it's hard to see your gifts that you get from those beautiful, like pressurized, fearful moments, right? Um, but if someone can share with you what they got from theirs, it's sometimes it's easier, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I, I did get something that I wasn't seeing before. So here's mine. So I'll just give you a few of mine. Um, number one, um, my dad leaving me and choosing to make a new family uh, without me where I wasn't included and I really wasn't valued and I really wasn't important, right? Um, that was a big, big catalyst to a lot of who I became in my life. And it was really, really painful. Like, and even today, like I'm still working through some of that because I think that those like really big ones, right? Like really, really change who you are and change your experience on this earth, right? Um, but that left me with so many things. And, and one of the biggest things was that, um, and I never thought that I that this would happen in my life, but it it ended up working out that way was, and I thought I would never ever date with someone with kids, right? Because I was like, I don't want to deal with that. That's a lot, right? And then I ended up meeting someone who had five kids prior to me and I fell in love with all of them. And um so it made me one of the most, like, it made me, like, probably the best stepmother that I could have ever been to five humans that I raised, helped raise, right? That I was a big, I didn't raise all of them, but four of them I did. And then one of them was more in a distant location. But it, I played a huge role in all of their lives, right? And um, it gave me so much compassion for them because I had been on the shitty end of the deal, right? And I had felt what it feels like to be cast aside and have no one stick up for you and have your dad just do, you know, like himself, right? And ordered to do this new relationship, right? Um, so I really, in my marriage and to their father, to my stepkid's father, I really stuck up for that over and over and over again. Like I was always sticking up for like, I wanted them included. I wanted like, it changed so much of our plans. We always centered it around them. Right. And, um, I always tried to keep that at my forefront because like I said, I had felt that pain. Right. And I didn't ever want to be like the bearer of that pain for people. So I worked really, really hard. And it was like I said, in the, the center and the front of all of my decisions as a family. Right. Um, and it changed the way I cared for them. Right. And it changed the way that, um, that I ran my life 
um, in big ways. And so, so that's like, it was a really big gift. And I'll never forget when I was like getting married, I remember like, so one of my family members was saying like that they would never wish, um, like my role of being like a stepmom to so many, um, on anyone, right. Because it's just so daunting and so like a hard task. And they're like, and I didn't think that it was possible for, for a human to love someone's, someone else's children that they didn't birth to the level of their own kid of like kids that they did birth, but you proved me wrong. And I'll never forget that compliment because a lot of people told me that, right? And it, and it, it's true. You know, even today it didn't work out with their dad and, and they're all adults now. And some of them have kids of their own and, um, and I love, I love them. Love will never cease in my heart for those children, right? No matter how old they get, just like love will never cease in my heart for my own children. And I think that, um, I think that it's important to like recognize that without, without being cast aside and not valued, um, I might've been negligent in some ways that I was hyper-focused, right? Like to be opposite. And so it made me a better, it made me, um, it, it made me a better lover. It made me a better mom. It made a ba better stepmom, right? Um, and what the beautiful thing is looking at them today as adults, like I watch them and like, not only do they pick partners like me, which is such an honor, right? But they also, my stepchildren, they also um, like some of the biggest aspects of themselves when they shine are aspects of me that I know that I handed to them. And so it's really beautiful to see. And, and I might've not been that way had I had that negative opposite experience with my own, you know, broken family. Right. Okay. And then number two for me, um, is when I grew up in a single family home, watching my sisters raise their children as single families, right? Um, and watching my aunt do the same thing, just I had all this like single females raising all these kids, right? Because it didn't work out for them. And so I always told myself growing up, I was like, that will never be me, like ever. I will n I will wait to get married. And I did, I waited. I was in a relationship for like eight years before we actually even tied the knot. Um, I was in a relationship for almost 20 years before like when we got divorced, it was close to 20 years. And, um, and so it was a long time that I spent in that relationship and in that, you know, like building that family. Right. And really trying to like fight for that family. And, um, when I had to make the decision to leave and like to go on my own and be a single mom, right. That was really hard for me. And I was like beside myself that I was having to go through that, that I was having to like walk in the footsteps of, so many women that I didn't want to walk through their footsteps. Right. But, um, it gave me so much like the divorce, right. Gave me so much and transformed me in such a way that I would never take back. And, and, and I have no desire to go back to where I was before. Right. Um, that's just doesn't like, doesn't it's now that I'm out of the cocoon, I'm like, Ooh, Soaring through the air feels so much better, right? <laughs> than being in that little tiny cocoon, <laughs> living in that cocoon, right? Being all squeezed up. Um, and so, um, 
it really what it did give me the gift that that gave me was it gave me the the many opportunities to learn to love myself right and to learn how to be independent on my own right and to really no matter what's going on to love me myself and my family right and to be strong for them um it helped me grow a healthy foundation of like like i said self-love but like really like build a foundation of who I was that I didn't really do when I was younger. And I think a lot of people skip that step, right? So I skipped that step of building who I was on my own. And then it came back around and I realized that I had picked someone that maybe hadn't done that for themselves either. And so we were just not, you know, like thinking the other person was responsible for building each other up when really in the end, it's like, I need to find that love for myself. And really that's what I found through my divorce is like I found sticking up for myself and sticking up for what was right for me and my children. I really um, loving myself in ways that other people can't, right? Like I need those parts of me loved. So when someone else says, oh, well, uh, that's ugly and I don't want to love you for that, me being able to look in the mirror and say, guess what? It might not be what everybody says is amazing and spectacular, but I'm going to accept that part of me and I'm going to love myself and I'm going to work on myself every day and not to change myself, right? But to evolve and to like take that piece of that, that string that's building the fabric of who I am. And even if it's something undesirable in me, that saying that that's still a piece of me and acknowledging it and loving it anyways, right? really loving myself in that deep way and forcing myself to explore who I really am and what I really want and, and really knowing that side of myself, right? Of like, this is what I want to put up with and this is what I don't want to put up with. Um, and then finally, my third one that I came up with was like every time, so I've had cancer twice, every time that I was diagnosed, right? It's like when you're diagnosed with something that's like can be really scary like that. I felt like it it was scary, right? And I went through and again, like it was big transformations each time I was diagnosed. And I felt like it really centered me in a clear way, right? To who I was and what I wanted in this life. Because every time you face death, I kind of feel like you kind of say like, all this is BS. And like, all this is just a belief. Like this is what's important. And so then I really like got to realign myself with like what was important for me, right? And what I really wanted to walk towards. And and it did that both times for me. And so if you go back and I want you to make a list for yourself, right? Like those are just a few of mine so that you can see examples. But I want you to make a list for yourself of like what it is that any time that you went through fear, right? When you faced fear, what gift did you get, right? What amazing gift and what was the what catalyst did it push you towards, right? Like, where did you go with it, right? And and so when you come up in the future, right? Like when you come up against something that you don't desire, something that you fear, right? When you go through a fearful experience, I want you to be able, instead of trying to avoid it, trying to like get away from it, letting it paralyze you, holding you down, right? Instead of that, I want you to say to yourself this. I want you to say, this thing that I'm fearful of, it's merely a gift, okay? And it has the ability to be my catalyst and to transform me for the best. And I trust myself. I trust my soul. And you can call this whole like thing, like I call it my soul. Like I trust my soul. My soul's got my back. Some people 
They have different beliefs. You can call it your God. You can call it Buddha. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But I trust God. I trust that I'm going to go through this because I'm going to be better coming out of it. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to fly. Like, that's what I'm here for. It's not to paralyze me, right? So I can stop looking at my things that I'm fearful of and being shy and walking away towards, walking away from them, right? Um, Not that we want to be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum and like running towards all of our fears. Maybe that might be a little extreme, right? I mean, people can do that for like, spiritual transformation or whatever but I think that find your good healthy balance right um and then say another thing to say is like through this pain and pressure I'm gonna remember my list of gifts that you know was my other hardships that they gave me right that my other fear gave me so make that list and save it for yourself for the next time that you are in um a hard fearful experience when you're going through something and get that list out and be like, this is what it gave me. It's so good. It's like, like I said, when I was making this podcast episode, when I was writing everything down, it was such a trans like transformation, just being able to write this list down and to like really feel everything like that it's given me and like to really like think about it. Right. It's just, it's overwhelming and it's beautiful. Um, And then say, I'm merely a powerful point in my life. This is like a condensed PowerPoint where it's just going to push me to the right next level that I need to be in. And my wings are being strengthened in this struggle so that I can fly because I never leave love because love never leaves me, right? All right. Well, um, I'm going to leave you with one last quote from like a meme that I read that was just really beautiful. And I think a lot of people have probably read this too, but I want to remind us of the beauty of this. Um, It says, it goes a little something like this. (laughs) Grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. So whenever you feel crushed under pressure, pressed or in the darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation. Trust the process. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and that you face your fear and know that it's full of beautiful things to transform you into the best version of you. All right. Don't forget, take care and love yourself. Bye. If you've made it to the end of the podcast and you want more of my vibe, go ahead and click on the link in the description. It'll take you to not only my website where you can purchase any one of my online courses or my um, coaching sessions, but also if you want the free bi-weekly meditations and love talks, go ahead and tap into those too and follow me on any of my social media. All right. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.